And if you love animals, care about wildlife and the environment, and really want to learn how to understand your dog or cats as well as they understand you, if they're jumping, humping, digging, scratching, uh, your cat doesn't get along with the new cat, you got a new boyfriend, your dog can't deal with it, you take your dog for a walk, and he's beautiful, Talisa's another dog, and all of a sudden, it's like the Armageddon, that's what we do here on the Pet Show, we help you resolve any issues you may be having with your pets any issues your pets may be having with you. And just a reminder, everyone that calls in and gets to talk to me live on the air today will get a fabulous gift for their dog or cat. The phone number, 877-725-8255. Let me go, uh, let me get right to the phone lines here because they are pretty darn full. I'm gonna try to get to all of your calls. First, I'm gonna start with Steve in the great state of Delaware. Hey, Steve, welcome to the Pet Show. Hey, thank you, Warren. How are you? I'm doing, thank you for being so patient, by the way. I appreciate it. No, hey, good things come to those who wait, right? <laughs> I guess. I'm so, still waiting, so Steve. I'm still waiting. <laughs> I hear you. So the question you, you, one of the questions you had is regarding to this movement about um, the, only having small breeds of dogs because the larger ones are environmentally yeah. uh, unfriendly. Well, you know all those dogs that you take care of that are Cujos? But what you should do is take those beep, 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 people and have the Cujo dog all over them, and then we'll get rid of them because I think they're the problem, not the large breed dogs. Well, you know, it's uh, sometimes it gets so crazy. You know, for, listen, I'm a conservationist. I'm into animals. I'm into the environment, but a whole different level. Bottom line is Ireland now is trying to get rid of, of cows because of the the the, uh, the methane gas that cows give out. I think if they got rid of the politicians, they get a, rid of a lot less, a lot more methane gas than getting rid of the cows. But anyway, that's just me. So yeah, these it's really weird what's going on. I mean, all of these things are cropping up now. So we should only have small dogs because they poop less and they eat less. Therefore, there's less food manufactured and less poop. Therefore, there's going to be less effect to the environment. I, I, I don't understand. I'm with you, Steve. Uh, big dog, small dog, I don't care. It's the people that are a problem, not the pets. That's, per, that's a, absolutely correct. And the other thing, just to throw in there, we are fosters. Yeah. We, we foster dogs. Um, we, we're part of uh, a uh, Westie Rescue um, uh, group. And we have, in fact, we have two fosters right now. We have uh, our lo- newest little girl who's 11, um, she was in bad shape when we got her, but luckily our friends from the Scotty Rescue grabbed her and got her uh, taken care of by a vet, and then we've we've uh, healthy her up, and she's doing great, although she, she was 11 years old and hadn't been spayed, and we couldn't have her spayed until after she was through her heat cycle. Yeah, sure. Which we were, which we were able to do, and at the, at the same time, she had an anal gland um tumor that was removed which turned out to be um cancerous so it it got the whole thing she's doing great so we don't know steve you know steve you you and 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 people like you um and some of my listeners on the la show today that do foster just amazing people i mean it's 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 
people don't understand what's involved with foster. I mean, you know, a lot of people just assume you bring a dog in the house, you take care of it, and you find another home for it. What happens is a lot of people fail at foster because they fall in love with the dog or the cat that they're fostering. But those people that understand the concept by fostering, socializing, exposing, educating, and finding the perfect home for it gives you the opportunity to help another dog or another cat come in the house. By the way, you know, I don't know, a couple of years back, West Highland Terriers were all over the place. You're not seeing too many anymore. I guess that's a good thing. Well, we, 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 we've had eight, um, and we are failures, um, and <laughs> thankfully so. We, my, my wife was um, managing it for a while while the other manager had some personal issues, and, and I think she placed six or seven or more Amazing. herself. Amazing. Um, and they're amazing, an amazing breed of dog. It's like owning a Westie's, like kind of owning a big dog dressed in a little dog suit, you know? Um, just an amazing breed of dog. But again, as I say, it's kind of a good thing that they're not as popular as they were. And I wish the French Bulldogs would drop down in popularity now as well. So how many dogs do you have now, Steve? We have three. We have an three. original um, that we, she got when he was a puppy. And we, ha we, ha we have... Um, and then we have the two the, the two rescues fosters that that will we're going to end up keeping. Um, there's a male that's 12, and, and then the female who's 11. Uh, she is just the cutest. It's unbelievable. Uh, are they scoot? Are they scooting? Are they still scooting their butts? Are they okay with that? No, they do. She still does that. Um, they both. They all do that. As a matter of fact, um, I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you a brand new product. Okay, it's made by a company called NatureVet. I don't know if you're familiar with NatureVet. Been a sponsor of mine for years. I've uh, been around for 35 years. They're based in Temecula, California. It's one of the most amazing companies. Their CEO, Scott Gorman, is a good friend. They have a, a new line of products, and they have one product called No Scoot Soft Chews. Uh, one of my dog scoots, and he's been on it now, and it's really made a big difference. So I'm going to say, and, 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 uh, uh, you know, Val, make sure Jane knows that this is something I usually don't give away, but I'm going to send it to you, Steve. It's called No Scoot Soft Shoes. It's made by Nature Vet. Give me a call back in a couple of weeks. Let me know how it's doing with you. Sure, sure. Why do they scoot anyway? They got itchy well, you know, that, well, it could be an itchy butt. It could be something left there that they didn't, they didn't, didn't get rid of. It could be, any, could be allergies. It could be any number of things. Uh, or it could be something having to do with an anal situation problem. That's cancer or other things as well. So it's always a good idea to have it checked out. But I think these are going to help you out a little bit. So I'm going to put you on hold, Steve. And some no-scoot soft shoes are on their way. My dog's been on them now for, I guess, about a month. And he's doing really good. 877-725-8255. The phone number, 877-725-8255. Oh, we're going to get to all your questions, but let me jump up with a Russ in, uh, in uh, Pennsylvania. Hey, Russ, welcome to the show. Yes. Hey, uh, Russ. Hello, sir. Uh, uh, thanks for taking my call. Hey, it's uh, my pleasure. A little, so what kind of dog did your daughter have, or your grand dog? What kind of dog is it? Um, it's my daughter's dog, and it's a, uh, a cattle dog mix. Probably. All right, so it's a, a blended breed. And how, how bad was it bitten by the rattlesnake? Um, it took it in the paw. Uh, and, and what was the reaction? What was the reaction? Um, dog went down um, quite quickly. And uh, she was in the mountains in southern California. So it was about an hour trip to a vet which is where she's heading back right at this moment. She just called me um, a couple hours ago. And uh, 
they have so far given the dog um, three anti-venom shots. Yeah, they take the anti-venom, they mix it with liquid to give the dogs because it prevents any further damage from going on. I, I, as I said earlier, I was uh, pretty well bitten by a rattlesnake just outside of San Francisco many years ago. And it's one of the most painful things I've ever felt in my life. So the, the pain involved. But right now, as long as he's at the vet and the vet's got him on the anti-venom, they're going to put him on uh, uh, in, uh, antibiotics to prevent infection. But the long-term care, uh, but as long as he's on the vet care now, the, the chances are things are going to, it's going to have a good turnout. Ooh. Okay, that, that's great news. Um, but there is something I want to share. I want to share this with my listeners. There is something called rattlesnake abatement. Are you familiar with that term? No, sir. What they do is they run courses. They have courses here in Southern California, Northern California. I'm sure they have courses in Colorado, Arizona, wherever there's rattlesnakes, and they're pretty much all over the country now. What it does is it teaches the dogs to be afraid of rattlesnakes. They actually use live rattlesnakes. Very often, they're devenomed. I'm not a big fan, but they're devenomed. Obviously, they got to do what they got to do. And they let the dogs go towards the rattlesnakes, and this way the dog learns they're nothing to be messed with. There's no danger to the dog because they've been, they had their fangs taken out, so it's not a big deal. So it's called rattlesnake abatement. If your daughter is the kind of person that hikes, and I live in Southern California, so I know there are rattlesnakes, especially in the mountains around Santa Monica Mountains, and a lot of rattlesnakes, and especially this time of year with all the rain and everything, and in the heat. So the thing I would suggest is if you have time and something that my listeners around the country, if you walk in an area or take your dogs in areas where there are rattlesnakes or other type of snakes, uh, you might want to check out uh, snake abatement programs. It could be real helpful. Okay. I, I will definitely tell her that. Um, it, it didn't sound like an attack. It sounded like um, her dog stepped on the snake. Yeah, that, that's usually, and then another thing that's really critical, I don't care how well trained your dog is, if you're taking a hike with your dog in the area where there are snakes, keep the dog on a leash and collar, keep the dog on the trail. Every rattlesnake bite I've known that dogs have received generally occurs when they go off the trail and they either step on a snake or, or something to that effect. So if you keep the dog on the trail, uh, the rattlesnake generally won't go near the trail because, you know, it, they, they hear the, the vibration. So on the trail, Make all on a leash can make all the difference. Well, I got to move on, Russ. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to send for your for your dog. I'm going to send you. You know, I'm going to send you some uh, some Lucy pet food. So whatever address you want me to send to, give that to Jane. She'll get the information. My hand, my fingers are crossed, but it sounds to me like she got to the veterinarian. Great veterinarians here in Southern California. I know most of them, and I think that will be helpful. But snake abatement it is a program if you're going to be going in an area where there are snakes something you may want to consider great time to give me a call i do have one open line the phone number 877-725-8255 877-725-8255 let me take a quick break we'll get right to your phone calls after this again 877-725-8255 you know if you are owned by a cat that's not a mistake that's what it says right here no it doesn't but if you are owned by a cat you know that cats are in charge you don't own a cat they own you. Cats tell you when they want to play, when they want to hang out, when they want to sleep, when they want to socialize. They even tell you what they want to eat. And you know, what your cat is asking for is kitty lickies. Kitty lickies by Lucy Pet are actually scrumptious, lickable, moose cat treats, and food toppers. 
Your cats will either enjoy kitty lickies directly from the pouch or you can squeeze it over dry food for an extra treat. It is absolutely amazing if you have one of those finicky cats that doesn't eat a lot, take some of the kitty lickies, put it over their food and watch them chow it down. By the way, kitty lickies, lickable moose cat treats comes in three feline favorite recipes. There's chicken and duck, sardine and tuna, or salmon and chicken. I want you to hear from an actual listener and how her cats reacted to Kitty Lickies by Lucy Pett. On my last order to Chewy, I, uh, as an afterthought, asked them to put in some Kitty Lickies. Yeah. And, man, I couldn't squeeze it out fast enough. (laughs) (laughs) She went crazy. This is the chicken and duck. She's crazy for it. This is what I hear all the time. Kitty Lickies, I'm telling you, cats absolutely love it. As close as your cat is to you now, be a lot closer once you start giving him Kitty Lickies. And a special deal going on. If you go directly to their website, which is LucyPetProducts.com, LucyPetProducts.com, go to their website, spend just $35 and get Kitty Lickies, Lucy Pet Food, their dry food, their canned food for your dog or your cat, their treats, their dog food rolls. Spend just $35, any combination, at LucyPetProducts.com. And uh, shipping is absolutely free. So check it out today, LucyPetProducts.com. Get some kitty lickies, I promise you. Your cat's going to love you even more than they already do. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show. I love my dog as much as I love you. Actually, to be true, I love my dog a little bit more than I love you. Hey, we are back on The Pet Show. I'm Warren Eckstein at phone number 877-725-8255. Uh, thanks for your patience. I'm going to try to get to all of your calls. I'm going to take you guys in order. But first, I'm going to go to uh, Brenda, then Dorette, then Tammy, then Pat. But right now, it's Brenda in in uh, Washington State. Hey, Brenda, welcome to the show. Hi, Warren. Can you hear me? Absolutely. So you have a chihuahua that attacks your husband, and you want my response. Get rid of your husband, get another chihuahua. (laughs) Problem done. That's how easy it is here on the pet. Now tell me the story, go ahead. The story is he's three years old. Just recently, he's getting to where he won't let my husband come in the bedroom, walk by the bedroom. He has... You still with me, Brenda? Yeah. Lauren, can you hear yeah, me? Absolutely. So you, your, 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 your three-year-old Chihuahua won't let your husband in the bedroom. That's not great for marriages, you know. It's not. And my husband is a very docile, quiet person. We've had animals all of our lives. He loves dogs. He has a German Shepherd. But this little boy Chihuahua, and I've had him since he was four months old. He's three now. Just these past few months, he's attacking my husband. Anybody else? Is he aggressive to anyone else? No. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. Back off a little bit. If you're not in the bedroom and your husband's in the bedroom with the dog alone, what happens? He's fine. Okay. So in other words, what the dog is doing is being territorial over you. So you're the problem. Instead of getting rid of your husband, your husband's got to get rid of you. You're the problem, Brendan. <laughs> 
It's not uncommon for a dog to really bond with a person in the family. And what often happens is the bedroom, because that's where the strongest scent of the person is. Not only the strongest scent, that's where the person spends time, that's where the person's sleeping. What I would do is let your husband spend a lot more private time in the bedroom with the dog, find one specific toy that the dog loves. The only time he gets that toy is when your husband walks into the bedroom, so his focus is taken off your husband and put back onto that toy. Take the toy away when you leave, give it back when you come in. That's where you need to be at this time. Also, have your husband start feeding the dog, walking the dog. You need to back off a little bit and give your husband the ability to establish a relationship with the dog. Even though it's been a couple of years, the dog's three years old, it doesn't make any difference. I was going to go to thyroid, have the thyroid check, but that would mean that he would be aggressive then more than just to your husband. So I think at this point, it's just being real territorial, really possessive over you. So what I would be doing at this point is backing out a little bit, giving your husband more opportunity to spend time with the dog away from you, I think that's going to make a big difference for you. God, I hope so, Warren. I'm about in tears over this, and my husband is just beside himself. Yeah, this is not this is not that big a problem, okay? The thing that you need to really focus on is continuity here. If you're really consistent, and every time the dog is around your husband, something positive is taking place, eventually, because dogs learn through association, if you associate your husband with only positive things like feeding and walking, this problem will, uh, will, will resolve itself. In the meantime, Brenda, I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to send you also a copy of how to get your dog to do what you want. Uh, there's a whole chapter in there. You can read it over in terms of, of that bonding situation. And if you follow my advice, and you know I've been doing this for many, many years, this is an easy problem to resolve. If you follow my advice, if you're consistent, I promise you that you and your husband can once again be in the bedroom at the same time. All it's going to take is a little patience, a little time, and make sure that your husband has plenty of opportunity to socialize and bond with the dog with you out of the picture a little bit. The phone number here, 877-725-8255, 877-725-8255. A quick break, then we're back to uh, Dorette, Pat, and Tammy. 877-725-8255, the phone number. I'm Warren Eckstein. You're listening to The Pet Show. Oh, man, it is so cool to be a cat. We are back on The Pet Show. I'm Warren Eckstein. That phone number, 877-725-8255. 877-725-8255. I'd love to hear from some people that might have fostered their pets. Just remember, if your dog or cat has a certain behavioral issue that's bugging you, the first thing you need to do before you resolve it is change the way you're reacting to it. That's often the resolution. All right, let me get right back to the busy phone lines here. We're going to take you guys in order. I'm going to go to Dorette first uh, in Delaware. Hey, Dorette, welcome to the Pet Show. Thank you very much. So tell me about your Border Collie. Okay, she's two years old. I got her when she was six weeks old from a breeder. and she. Why, uh, why was she separated so young from the breeder? The... Uh, what he told me, because we got two of them, and one went to a friend of ours, uh, that they were ready to be uh, to be separated from their mother. Okay, they shouldn't have been separated. They shouldn't have been separated probably until they were eight to ten weeks old. And I know people think, well, what's the difference, a week or two, one way or the other? A week or two in a puppy's life, they go through all four stages of growth in a year. So a week or two in a puppy's life is really different. So I'm still curious as why a breeder not a big fan of breeders anyway, but why a breeder would let the Border Collie go at six weeks old. And I, I see there's the word muzzle on my screen. What is that all about? Okay, so um, she has, uh, I was told by one trainer, I've been through th three trainers with her. Uh, the third trainer has done 
wonderful work with her, but she, um, um, I have to muzzle her if I take her out in public because people will approach her. And even though I tell them not to come near her, they do, and she will go and be aggressive towards them. So I, I have to muzzle her when I take her out to public places. And I also have an e-collar and a, a prong collar. Uh, so in other address. words, so in other words, whatever training you're working with doesn't want to resolve the problem at all. It just wants to control it. Yes, they said this. Yeah, correct. What a big mistake that is. Why can't this dog live a normal life? Why can't we change this dog's behavior? The first thing people do and the first thing a trainer does very often, and I've been doing this for a lot of years, and I've worked with dogs in every part of the world, the most aggressive dogs in the world. And let me tell you, once you put a muzzle on a dog, what you're doing is making more aggression even worse. It's just that simple. In other words, it's like a straitjacket. Put a straitjacket on someone and they're going to become crazier. That's what happens with a muzzle on a dog. I understand your scenario, though. You're taking your dog for a walk and it's a beautiful border collie and people want to approach it. Uh, I would not blame the dog. I would blame the people. I would have a, a sign, whatever you need to do, and say, please, I'm working with my dog. Stay away from it. Because every time you go past someone and the dog doesn't react, you've made more progress in resolving the situation. Why an electronic shock collar? Absolutely insane. They should be outlawed. They just outlawed them in England, Ireland, Belgium, and many other countries. So anytime a trainer, I'm not talking about military trainers, but anytime a trainer jumps right to an electronic shock collar, or anytime a trainer jumps to some type of, uh, of method like that with muzzling the dog, what they're doing is they're not resolving the situation. What they're doing is they're just, at this situation, they're controlling it. Me as a behaviorist, me as a trainer, what I want to do is resolve the problem. And the way to resolve the problem is gradual exposure. Every time the dog is around, something positive happens versus something negative. But this way, when he sees someone and he reacts, he gets a shock. Is that going to make him like that thing more or less? Think about it. If you see something and you want to go say hello or you want to be aggressive to it and you get more trouble or more pain, it's just going to make you that angrier. Bottom line is, electronic shock collars, as far as I'm concerned, should be banned. Muzzles, there are times when muzzles are necessary. Not in your case. I believe the muzzle's making it a lot worse. Now, you've been through three trainers. That drives me crazy. Three trainers taking three different approaches. What that did more than anything was confuse the dog, not resolve the issue. This is not a problem dog. It's a dog with a problem. So what I'm going to recommend that you do, you can continue working with the trainer you want. I'm not going to try to talk you out of it, but I would try to find someone with a lot more experience, a lot more positive approach for training rather than a negative approach. Bottom line is using positive reinforcement, quantify it makes all the difference in the world i know i sound like i'm being tough with you and i don't mean to be dirt but i'm telling you having trained over forty thousand dogs i've never used a muzzle i've never used an electronic shock collar i've never used a prong collar and i trained dogs in europe for many many years in advanced training so i'm just suggesting that maybe the trainers you're working with are not qualified to do what they're doing or if they are qualified they're not qualified to resolve the issue you're talking to me about you're talking to me about a dog that's displaying aggressive behavior and they're trying to resolve the aggressive behavior by being aggressive with the dog, not a resolution, just a postponement. That's how I feel. So I, I would, have you had conversations with your veterinarian at all about the aggressive behavior? I have actually been through three veterinarians because they wanted to sedate her. Um, she wouldn't let them um, do the examination. And my third vet that I finally went to um, was able to sit on the floor with her and calm her down and do the so exam. So that, what, that, what does that tell you? That tells you she has the ability. Right. 
Correct. A dog is a dog is more stressed out when they go to the veterinary hospital than any other time. So in your situation, the dog is stressed out. Once you went to the vet, the vet took the time as I would to get to know the dog a little bit, sit with the dog a little bit, and the bottom line is the dog ultimately adapted to him. I would get rid of the shock collar. I would get rid of the muzzle. Find yourself a trainer that's willing to sit down like the vet, get to know the dog, and then work on some positive reinforcement with you. Okay. Right, That's what I would it. do. I, I, no, listen, I, listen, I'm also going to put you on hold. I'm going to send you a copy of how to get your dog to do what you want, okay? Your trainers may disagree with it. That's fine. You don't have to follow my advice, but you need to find a trainer that's willing to work with you in a positive way. So many trainers right now, you got to be dominant. You got to be alpha. You got to be this. You got to be that. Nonsense. If you have a dog that's displaying aggressive behavior, if there's no medical reason for it, psychologically, what we need to do is build up the dog's confidence a little at a time let the dog know when it's socialized it always ends in a positive way and the dog will in fact come around you know with these shock collars and it's just a shortcut for nothing a shortcut for nothing i don't understand why they're being used um rin tin tin was a well-trained dog lastly was a well-trained dog and what happened to all the dogs that were trained before electricity were they not well-trained dogs i don't think so phone number here 877-725-8255 um they're a great call by the way direct so we're going to send you a copy of how to get your dog to do what you want we're going to get to you uh, uh pat and you tammy as well the phone number 877-725-8255 now if it sounded like i was a little tough here's my reasoning behind it here's what happens in a case like Dorette. Lovely lady, absolutely adores this dog. I can tell just from three trainers, three veterinarians, she probably spent a lifetime with earnings already. The problem is, is if this problem isn't resolved, ultimately the dog may bite somebody. Then the dog's gonna wind up at a shelter. Shelter may adopt them out, the dog's gonna bite somebody a third time, going to another home. And sooner or later, we know the story, right? The dog's gonna wind up being euthanized for something that is not his fault. This is something that can be resolved, even if it was a medical issue. I recently dealt with a dog that had similar behavior. I said, take the dog to the vet because the behavior came up all of a sudden, turned out to be a thyroid problem, changed the medication, and the dog became really, really mellow again. So there's lots of things that can be done, uh, but you have to really, you have to really, you know, you have to, the squeaky wheel gets oiled. I promise you, this can be resolved. Find yourself someone really confident that you can work with. It sounds to me like your vet is right on target with what he did. Perhaps maybe you should ask him for a recommendation for a behaviorist as well. Phone number here, 877-725-8255. Let me take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get to uh, uh, Pat. We'll get to uh, Tammy. Uh, right now, let me take a quick break and tell you once again about Lucy Pet Food. And here's why. What you feed your dog is so important, not only to their physical well-being, but their behavioral and psychological well-being as well. Let's face it, any living thing that feels good physically is going to behave better. No different with your dogs. And Lucy Pet Food, with that probiotic and prebiotic formula, absolutely amazing. You heard me broadcast a couple of weeks ago from their plant located right here in Southern California. I'm telling you, they're one of the only companies, if not, that has a million, over a million dollar laboratory right at the plant. That means they, they test every ingredient as it comes in, every product as it goes out. That's why since I adopted my guys, Molly and Willie, from a high-kill shelter, they've been eating nothing but Lucy Pet Food. Lucy Pet Food, the way to go. Here's a listener. Let me let them tell you what they think about Lucy Pet Food. I switched my dogs to the Lucy's Pet Formula several years ago. Both my puppy that I rescued five years ago. She's in the car next to me if you hear her whine. Oh, I can hear her. Okay. And my senior dog, both were on that and they love it. Um, I do the duck and quinoa Lucy Pet Formula. 
I'm telling you, whether it be the duck formula, the Lucy Pet Foods, the way to go. I get these calls and emails every day. Check out LucyPetProducts.com. Go to their website, LucyPetProducts.com. Spend just $35 on, on Lucy Pet Food, the dry food, the canned food for your dog or cat, their treats, their dog food rolls, their kitty licky. Spend just $35 at LucyPetProducts.com. Shipping absolutely free. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show. And we are back on the Petra. If you're listening to that last call, I love that lady. She had three different trainers, three different vets. One of the trainers she's using now is using shock collars uh, and muzzles. Listen to me carefully. I wrote this just the other day talking to someone. Positive reinforcement, operant conditioning, classical conditioning, desensitization, and counter conditioning have been shown to successfully teach dogs desirable behaviors and prevent behavioral issues. Not electronic shock collars, not muzzles, not prong collars, but positive reinforcement, operant conditioning, classical conditioning, and counter conditioning. That's the positive way to resolve it. All right, let me shut up and get back to the phones right now. We're going to go to Tammy first, then Pat. Hey, Tammy, welcome to the pet show. Hi. How are you? One of my favorite me? breeds, is Tibet, yeah, Tibetan Terrier. I love Tibetan Terriers. Me too. <laughs> They're great dogs. So what's your problem? Or his problem? Or her problem? <laughs> okay, so he's been difficult to potty train, and so um, we're doing pretty good, though. And I, when I come home from work and I get out of his crate, I want to take him out right away to go to the bathroom. And he's so eager to see me that, he, like, I'll turn my back, try to get him to chase me out the back door. And he jumps up and he bites the back of my arms. It hurts. And sometimes he also bites our cats. And how old? How old? Like Tammy, how old? How old is he? Seven months old. Oh, he's a baby. Have you done any training whatsoever? Um, we're trying. I mean, we're we're not very with training so I, I, no, it, I really, it doesn't doesn't make any difference for most people as long as the dog doesn't pull them when they walk them doesn't bite them doesn't chew things up in the house and his house broken and sits and stays and comes when they call him that's all they need they're pretty happy with that so it sounds to me like you got a seven-month-old puppy okay you're putting the puppy in a crate I'm not a big crate fan but when you come home how long has that dog been in that crate uh, two and a half hours. I, okay, that's not that. That's not that's not horrible. What I want you to do is because right now when he's doing things to you, he doesn't know any different, and he's jumping up and biting and nipping. You're yelling, no, 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 stop it, knock it off, wait till daddy comes home. All you're doing is paying a lot of attention to that fact, encouraging him to do it more. You need to focus right now. Don't wait. Do it now. You need to focus on good, solid, basic training. So this way, when you take him out of the crate, again, I'm not a fan of crates, but if you take him out of the crate, you have a way to communicate with him. Now you don't. Now it's no, stop it. You, no, you need to take the time to train the dog. It's a seven-month-old puppy. Let me tell you, Tibetan Terriers, incredibly bright dogs, but if they're getting more attention for being bad why should they be good if he gets more attention when you yell at him stop it you're making me crazy why should he behave and not get that same amount of attention i want you to do good solid basic training if i promise you if i send you a copy of my book will you focus on training him properly oh yes that's exactly what i want you to do. but in the meantime i'm going to i'm going to send you a copy in the meantime do me a favor go to my youtube page 
subscribe. It's free. There's lots of great articles there on training, and they're free, not articles, great videos on training. So check out youtube.com slash Warren Eckstein, or go to my website. It doesn't cost you a penny other than having a dog that's, that's better behaved. So Tammy, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to send you a copy of How to Get Your Dog to Do What You Want. I urge you to go to my YouTube channel. Anyone out there, it's free. I'm I'm putting videos up there every single day. Some are a minute, some are five minutes, resolving so many issues, and I answer a lot of questions there as well. So check out youtube.com slash Warren Eckstein today. Tammy, a book on its way. Follow my advice. This Tibetan Terrier will be your best friend in the whole wide world. Uh, let me take a quick break. When we come back, we're trying to get to, uh, to Pat in that, also in Delaware, but right now I'm bragging again about hugs and kisses because if your dog isn't on my hugs and kisses, shame on you. They've been around for over 35 years, developed by me. Made even better just a couple of years ago. But I want you to listen to me carefully. I'm telling you, this season, this season right now, this year is exploding. Exploding into the most ferocious flea season ever with the rain, the dryness. And along with fleas, another major change this time of year is excessive shedding. I want you guys to get the jump on any flea problems and get the jump on excessive shedding by using my own Hugs and Kisses 4-in-1 Vitamin Mineral Supplement. It has both prebiotics and probiotics, will give your dogs and your cats the digestive support they need and the healthiest gut possible. It also has lecithin and biotine. There's nothing better for your dog's skin and coat than lecithin and biotine, and a dog with a healthy coat is much better off. And here's why. Fleas are much less apt to attack a dog or cat that has good, healthy skin. They like dry skin they can burrow into. If your dog has healthy skin, they're not going near it. As I said, you can check out all the five-star testimonials on Amazon.com, Walmart.com. You can go to my website, ThePetShow.com. Again, if you want to check out all the five-star reviews, go to Amazon.com. Check out Hugs and Kisses. Go to Walmart.com. Check out Hugs and Kisses. Go to my website, ThePetShow.com. Check out Hugs and Kisses. You know, with all the extreme weather, all the extreme weather we've seen this spring and this summer, it's going to mean flea infestations everywhere. Help your pet enjoy a flea-free, shedless spring and summer of fun. Now available at Amazon.com, Walmart.com, ThePetShow.com, or call my office directly at 1-800-430-4847. That's 1-800-430 in the word hug. So check out Hugs and Kisses, Vitamin, Mineral, Supplement, Treats at Amazon.com, Walmart.com, ThePetShow.com, or call my office at one 800 430 hugs. I promise you, your dogs and cats will look and feel their best with my hugs and kisses, vitamin, mineral, supplement treats every day. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is the Pet Show. Out of time. Out of time. We're always running out of time. In the meantime, till next week, a couple of things you can do. Check out the YouTube channel. It's free. Subscribe. I'm telling you, I share lots of information there. Some are just one-minute tips. Some are longer videos. I ask question, answer questions that you've sent me as well. Uh, not all of them, obviously, but many of them. It's YouTube.com slash Warren Eckstein. YouTube.com slash Warren Eckstein. It's free. Check it out. Subscribe. Until next week, you know what to do by now. Give all your pets a big hug and a kiss for you. A special one right between the ears. I'm Warren Eckstein. And thank you again for listening to The Pet Show.